Welcome to the Shokagela, the podcast room. Thank you, Missy. It's so great to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Can you just go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Benisi Delva. I work at Google on the Google Marketing Solutions team. And basically what I do, I'm a strategy lead and I consult small and mid-sized businesses to help them understand how to best grow their business online. So basically I'm a consultant. Okay. <laughs> Simply so, put. So um, we met at... Yeah. the Haiti Tech Summit, like, opening cocktail that mm-hmm. they had. Um, and I don't remember why, but um, somebody made you say either Kagel or Shokagel. Oh, my gosh. And you were rolling your R's. I know. And I was just like, mm-mm. Okay, so. WTF. Right. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, why do you keep rolling your R's? And you're like, I'm from Miami. And I was like, girl, me too. I get it. Yep, okay. You did but, say that. You know, are you Haitian? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then I was just like, okay, so why are you rolling your arms? <laughs> and then so why don't you yes. tell everybody what, what you yes. told me thereafter? <laughs> so it's so funny because at Google I say I'm a vacation. <laughs> and I know I shouldn't say that, but sometimes I feel that way. Right. So um, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Hey. Born and raised in the county of day, 305. Okay. Cardi B, what's going on here? I'm sure you're going to edit that part out. Um, so I, I love it. So I, I got the exposure through Miami. Like there's like a big Latinx population. Right. And of course there's a, there's a Haitian population right. there too. My father is Haitian. Both his mom and dad are Haitian, mm-hmm. but he was actually born in the Atlantic ocean in route to Bahamas. Oh, you didn't tell me that part. Oh, man, you just added a dimension. Listen, I'm just telling you. So, yeah. so he actually got exposed to his Haitian culture to his parents, mm-hmm. but he was raised in Bahamas, Nassau. Mm-hmm. So he felt like he was Bahamian. Right. And when I was growing up, when I, when people asked me, what are you, what are you? My mom, my dad, they would all say, oh, she's Haitian, Bahamian, American. And I didn't really realize that I wasn't, like, there's no Bahamian in my blood. Right. It's And I understand why he says Bahamian, because that's what he was exposed well, yeah. to. But he also was exposed to his Haitian side. Right. He just never exposed us to that. Right. And so I have four other siblings on my mom's side. They have five kids together. Oh. Or sorry, four kids together and five of us total. But on my dad's side, Papa was a Rolling Stone. So okay. I think the count is about 10 or 11 now. Okay, he was sowing a seed. He was doing his thing, mm-hmm. making sure that everyone is right. has a Delva del- 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 name. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. And um, most of my family members from his, his actual kids, none of us know Creole. None of us know Creole. I learned Sakpase Nabule from a song. You know that song? Sakpase I learned it from a song. And when people are like, oh, you're Haitian? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, how do you not know Creole? I'm like, what? I never was taught this. To me, that was normal growing up in the States. So it wasn't until later on in my life that I realized I am missing out on a big part of my culture and upbringing. And even now, I'm married to a British-Scottish guy. Oh, my gosh. White. He's really white. Right. And um, extra, extra white. It's so white. Yeah. Like, he's, we did the uh, 23 and Me. He's 99% European white. Um, so, 20. yeah. For me, if yeah. I don't learn, if I don't own the culture and really understand how to make sure that my the next generation at least gets exposure to it, because I got right. none, then I would just really lose out. And I really feel like most of my friends, they know Creole, they know Spanish, they know French, they know English. Right. I'm not multilingual. And to me, I've always resented my dad a little bit for that. Really? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, 
your mother, where is she from? She's from Miami, Florida as well. Okay, so like she's a yank. Ray, she's a yank. Born she don't even know South by State. Yeah, she don't know okay. anything. Yeah. Um, as, and, that makes sense, right? If right. my mom was Haitian, why, trust me. Right. Believe, if your yeah. mother was Haitian, yes. then we would have. No brainer. Shokagela would not have been so. I would have been the host for the show. Right. The whole. <laughs> like, literally, I would have turned this yeah. thing out. Okay. Yeah. No, no. And so it's, it's, it's a bad feeling, and I, I feel like it's my personal responsibility to, even if I don't master the language, right. to understand the culture, the history, the art, and that's what I'm trying to do right. with my current employer. Yeah. So um, the reason why I wanted to, like, mm-hmm. that, the reason I was stalking you, okay, you all were. over this resort. <laughs> she she kind of was. <laughs> to come and do this podcast. But like a celebrity. <laughs> but you are. I, thank you. you. Are. <laughs> Oh she's God. right there. And oh, like, I appreciate oh, no. it. No. I really do. I really do appreciate it. So um, the reason is because I want to start a podcast called My Immigrant Story. And the oh, idea is really okay. to talk about yeah. what people's experiences yeah. are as immigrants, as the children of immigrants yeah. in yeah. the United States yeah. um, and abroad. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, she has to be the first person I, I pre- speak to. because Ooh, I'm I found first? About this issue, yes. I love that. Thank right. you. Because as an immigration attorney, I'm just like fascinated by right. people's stories mm-hmm. and why they immigrated and things like this. Yep. So um, I'm so happy that you're you. pretty much my first guest. And this is like a preview of okay. my, of my podcast. I appreciate it. I love it. Um, so what did you ever talk to your dad or maybe your grandparents about <sighs> what that must have been like to... Mm. Be to have a child in the mm-hmm. middle of the ocean because mm-hmm. that's an extremely dangerous mm-hmm. ride. So my grandparents, and this is another thing. Right. Um, my dad never really exposed us to the Haitian side at all, right? Oh, okay. So even my grandparents, I met them once okay. in Nassau, oh. and then as I became an adult, like they, you know, grandparents are old; they right. they passed away. Okay. So that history that they know about, like that, those stories, I can never get that. Right. And my dad, and I ask my mom all the time, like, mom, why doesn't dad tell us stories? Why doesn't yeah. he talk about his Haitian upbringing or even anything? Right. And she's like, especially when it comes to his Haitian culture, he's ashamed. Mm. Um, that was the first thing she said. Right. Um, and she used to hear him talk and speak Creole to a couple of his siblings, because again, all of them know it. And she asked him, she told me, she asked him, why don't you teach our kids Creole? And he said this, and this was so powerful for me, and this is the main reason why I'm so passionate about what what we're doing now and how grateful I am to be a part of the Tech Summit. She was like, he said, "Um, because I don't want them to be disadvantaged. Wow. I don't want them to have to go through explaining themselves and proving their value and worth and proving that they do belong. And I grew up in Miami. You did, you did right, too, right? right? Oh my gosh! I never identified with being Haitian growing up, but really? I could. I would see how the kids treated the Haitians. Yes, he it was terrible. Things like that. Yes, yes. They called them was. terrible names. Yeah, Haitian booty scratcher. Hey, yeah. Haitian! I was gonna say that. Right, right. Haitian booty scratcher. Oh, you ain't got. You're poor. Yeah. You're, and so he knew that, and he'd been in a um, Bahamas for a very long time. And when he got to Miami. He also, that was, that was fortified. So he was like, no, I mean, even though he was in our lives, he just felt like that part of him wasn't worthy enough to pass on. And to me, it's just such a shame. It's such a shame. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. so what was your introduction to Haiti as Mm. the actual country? Like Mm. when did you first set? This is going to sound crazy and sad. Last year. 
Wow. So Last year, that was for Haiti Tech Summit, and that was the first real time where I was like, this is an opportunity to, I, I got the opportunity right, now. Right. I can go, I can make change and impact. And I'm not trying to say I'm, I have all the solutions right. or our, our company is coming in to solve problems, but I was like, I am of the diaspora. Yes. And despite not being exposed to it, I really feel like I can change right. things. Right. And if any, if everything else fails, I am able to instill in my future kids, which I don't have any yet, but instill in my future mixed babies, yeah. Scottish, British, Bahamian, <laughs> Haitian, American, American. where they That's came from, that they're from yeah. the first black republic and like they have that history that is so powerful, yet the story is untold in a positive way. And that's why I'm leading the, the narrative, shifting the narrative initiative for my employer right now, because I feel like I didn't get a positive narrative. Yeah. And so to me, it's just so important to, to pass that on. So what was that experience actually like? So you, you get down here, mm. did you drive through? Um, yeah. Haiti to get to you. Yeah. You drove right. Yes. To get to the yes, resort. Yes, we had a shuttle. Yep. Um, and how was that experience? The first experience was just like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Because I immediately saw, yes, there's poverty. Yes, there's all these mm-hmm. things that every country, by right. the way, has. But when we got up to the resort, I was like, oh, there are beaches. Oh my gosh, there's this beautiful resort. I literally felt ignorant right. and embarrassed because right. I was like. How could I not see the beauty of a nation that has conquered so much right. um, because of a lack of exposure for myself and many people of the diaspora mm-hmm. and, and, and beyond? Right. I felt guilty. Honestly, right. that's the only word I can describe. And I felt even more empowered and passionate about letting the world know that actually there are so many amazing, brilliant people who are passionate, hardworking, and it's a beautiful country. Yes. Like what? The beach was just honestly. I think I cried a couple times. Oh, I did. I still this whole summer I've cried. It's a lot, it's a it's lot, a to, lot take to take in. in. Yeah. It's like to me, I think I cried because it's something I missed out on. Right. And it's not too late. It's never too late to do it's something. It's never you, too late. Yeah. Prioritize. And, um, I think that because you had you had asked me um a couple of days ago, you're like, I don't know if you're laughing at me or laughing with me. I did. And I was like, I, I did. just yeah. found it so hysterical yeah. that you couldn't say it. But yeah. as soon as you explained to me like what, what the, story the story was, was yeah. I completely understood. Thank and there's you. like, yeah. there's, and even if, you know, even if it wasn't that story, yeah. there's no judgment to be had because right. you did grow up in the United States. And yes. I think we get a lot of flack, like as the yep. Haitian diaspora, as the yep. second generation Haitian Americans or whatever we are. Yep. Um, people come at us because we speak English right. so fluently and right. we're, it's a little bit more difficult for right. some of us to get through Creole. And, you know, I, for example, I speak Creole, mm-hmm. but I think in English. Okay. So when you think in English, right, You're it's English just first. Much easier yeah. to just flow that way. And right. people will be like, oh, well, why aren't you speaking English, yes. right? So yeah. I'll do different shows on Shokagala, and then people will be like, oh, well, why does that girl only speak English? And it's um, not that I only speak English, but... It's the language you're comfortable with. It's the language yeah, I'm comfortable with. Sure around, yeah. And so I think about how much worse it must be for somebody who is mm, Haitian, right? So hard. Um, who doesn't actually yes. speak Creole, and how you're probably getting a lot of flack, but it's genuinely not your fault, because if it's you're not. raised with an American mother, an right. African-American mother, what yep. is she to teach you? Exactly. You know, yeah. especially since you said your dad wasn't... He was a Rolling Stone, yeah. so... Yeah, in and out of our lives. Right. We're not going to um, get that structure. Sure, what was he right. going to teach you? Right. 
Um, and I think it's also interesting when you say, when you talk about um, how your father was actually trying to protect you, mm-hmm. what he thought was protecting you. It was hurting um, us. Hurt you in the long run, yeah. but maybe it did protect you back In the then, short term, right? I, I agree. I think based off of the tensions and all the stuff, even violence that he experienced. Right. Um, he was like, no. I, I mean, for everything that we felt like he wasn't doing. Right. When I reflect, I'm like, dang. He was protecting us, right. and I give him credit for that. But I also resent it because right. I feel like it's so important to understand where you're from. Mm-hmm. And it took a 23andMe DNA test and all these other tests and, and speaking to people to understand who I am. And right. I'm still on this exploration phase. And it's fun, but it's also stressful. And even when I'm here, I'm like, I keep telling people I'm a fake Haitian. Yeah. I know I should stop saying that. Right. But I also feel othered a little bit because I don't have that foundation right. of knowing the language, knowing the history. Right. And so to me, it's an opportunity. And I'm, I'm an analyst and I'm very analytical and I feel like everything is data, data, data. So to me, it's like if I want to accomplish, I will. Right. And that's why I'm invested in it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's extremely important. We're not going to talk about the work that you do, but I think that the the simple fact that you even devote any part of your time yeah, yeah. to doing anything yeah, that, that yeah. works to change the narrative yeah. or maybe um, help you actually gain a little bit more information about what's going on, right. then it really shows that you are, you have I a care. best interest in this. Yeah, you actually genuinely yeah. care. I do. So you're in the Bay Area. I am. I am. Where I'm part of a Facebook group. Facebook group for Bay Area Haitian. Really? Okay. In the Bay Area, but I just wanted to okay, make sure that's, that we can. I love that. With, you know, I, I, I think it's you know what for I'm, all of us to connect. What I'm driving is trying to connect the Haitian community with the Haitian diaspora, so right. we should talk. Right. Uh, but yeah, I love it. that. So talk to me about the Haitian community over there. Yes. So it's actually pretty big. I was surprised. Um, we ended up doing a couple of events to try to, you know, just put our name out there, right. figure out. Are there things that folks who have already experienced Haiti want to bring back? Like, just informing an an agenda and and a prioritization list. And it's cool. It's really cool to see hundreds of people come together around a common goal to figure out how we can come back and help a community that we know is so amazing. And so I feel like there's still more up, upside and headroom for me to really plug into that community. I, I talked to Christelle and a couple of people who are here. I'm like, y'all going to be my teachers and tutors. <laughs> and we're going to speak. Like, literally right. don't have a meeting with me unless we have part of it. Like, okay. we're, we're learning. And I think that commitment around, you know, that super ordinate goal to really advance ourselves and share best practices and ideas to then bring back here right. in a way that can help other people is powerful. And I think the reception is it's been early. Yeah. We've only been doing this a couple months, but I think the reception has been positive and I'm excited. I feel like there's so many opportunities. Yeah. So um this is the second time you've been to Haiti. This is the second. So yep. that means you've only come for Haiti Tech Summit. That's and, it. And yeah. you've only stayed on the resort and then maybe go back to the hotel. Um so the first year, yes. Okay. The second year we ended up having a little bit of a tour. Okay, great. Uh we went to Bonge. We actually did an Android Things workshop okay. where we had developers really understand kind of our platform and work with hardware to, to work with software and hardware and okay. see how that works together. Uh we went to Sertab, we went to SC University of Pennsylvania. Um, so we got really, and this was our feedback from last year. My number one piece of feedback is I feel like we're just kind of helicoptering in yeah. without context, without history, without right. talking to people who are on the ground. 
and they did a fantastic job to give us more exposure. So this year was way different than last year in that it was a lot more balanced. Okay, that's and great. I feel like now, and it was all in Port-au-Prince where we got the exposure, but we didn't get that last year. So I feel a lot more positive right. about understanding what the experiences are here. Um, of course, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything, but, <laughs> but it's you know way more than we did last yeah. year. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a different experience this year. Yeah. Okay, so that means that you have not yet been to like La Citadel. Nothing you else. Been to Cap Haitian. Nothing really else. Seen. Okay. Zero. So I'll speak for myself okay. as a Haitian American yeah. and going back to um, Palais Saint Souci and La Citadel and yeah. seeing those sites and seeing the legacy right. and what was left behind for us. That was truly yeah. an yeah. overwhelming experience. Yeah. When do you think you'll be able to make So that it's actually funny because we went to SC University. They were showcasing a lot of the amazing work that they're working on. And one of the students um, showcased VR, virtual reality, an experience that he coded up to showcase the Citadel, right? And to me, that was so powerful and exactly what we want to bring into a lot of the uh, existing network of things that we're trying to accomplish. I feel like every year when I come back, I want to check off something else. And I think even thinking about, you know, this is a 13 year commitment for the Haiti Tech Summit, thinking about year 13 yeah. and planning out, making sure I have this immersive experience to me is powerful. I, I don't even plan breakfast the next morning. So for me, this is like <laughs> a commitment. Right. And I've like at Google, we were able to kind of balance our core work and work on passion projects. And this is my passion project. Yeah. And I feel like to me to be able to get that. Uh, opportunity from my employer to work on something that I feel like will be meaningful and impactful. Gosh, you, I I can't even describe the that feeling. Yeah. So every year, my goal is to even if I can't do it with the um, the group of people who are coming, try to figure out. And I'm making more connection, meeting you, yes. meeting everyone. Like, okay, <laughs> private tour, you got me. Right. Um, so to me, I can actually accomplish that now. Before I I can't tell you, I don't have any connections here. Right. My mom thinks we have some family still here, but again, my dad. And it's very much possible. And I'm it's sure about trying to figure out. So yes, uh, you know, on that 23andMe feature, I know that you can actually. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to do that as well. Yeah, for sure. um, Because you never know. Never know. Um, Never know. And I'm actually going to use my 23andMe results to kind of see if I can um, expand from that and maybe get DNA from something else. Yeah. You know, narrow. Build your family tree. Yeah. 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 I think that's extremely important. Knowing your history and where you really come from is extremely important. I think it informs a lot. Yeah. Just to give one even mm -hmm. data point there. My mom, my entire life, she's like, okay, so you're Haitian, and I know, say Bahamian, but you're, like, right. not really Bahamian right. in your DNA. But we also are Native American, some other stuff. Right. I was like, mama, I'm black. That's we're black. She- I don't think we're Native American <laughs> right. in any way, shape, or form. Like, she's like, no, 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 your grandma's going Okay, so we did the test. Her, her grandma had the good hair or something. Listen. Right. Listen. That's my mom. Girl. Yeah, just from, yeah. Stop. <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. Um, so she was like, Yeah, and we did the test. I am ninety six percent West Up Saharan African. Ninety six most African Americans are in the seventy to eighty percent range. Yeah, so to I'm me 60 it was like something, sixty five, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's low. You're below average. Mo- the average is like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. dipping, <laughs> di- dipping it all kind of ponds. That's another. <laughs> <laughs> but 
what's my point is like that to me was so te- like that stat was like right. oh wow i need right. to dip dig deeper yeah. and so yeah to your point of like really understanding where you're coming from that was um kind of a change agent for me in that it, it really made me curious and more curious and i'm 31 years old. I can't, y'all might want to edit that out. Uh, but I feel thing, like, I, thank you, little Tineroni. <laughs> I feel like there's still opportunity for me to learn right. and I'm committed to doing that. And the cool part, my my husband is actually on the journey with me and yeah, he's so curious. So yeah, it's like a really fun, it's not daunting at all. I mean, right. there's challenges, but it's a really good opportunity to continue to learn about where my history, what my history is. And Has he from. come to Haiti? Not yet. Oh, he okay. just started Google recently, okay. and I'm like, you need to get involved in the Hay Tech right. Summit. Here's my pillar. I need to do this. So, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll get involved um, soon enough. But he just started. So okay. it's like, yeah, balancing that. I think next year he'll definitely go. So being in Miami, huh. we have all these Haitian restaurants. Had you even been to one? So this, this is going to trip you out. My dad's uh-huh. cousin uh-huh. Um, is Kenny, and he founded Chef Creole. Kim is your uncle or like what? Sorry, I, I don't know. If we, that's I my love family. Kim. That's my people. Yes. I love Kim. Mm-hmm. Yo, those conch fritters are Hella bomb. bomb. So every time we bomb. get off the plane, we go to Chef Creole. So yeah, I know. Isn't it that's funny? Good. But Kim claims He's Okay, a, so wait. I'm gonna have to t- I'm gonna do a podcast with Please, him. can we talk? Because we're fans. Wilkinson told me. <laughs> Wilkinson like, what? Oh, comes, I guess we should say that. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, we call, he, I'm like, right? Yeah, yeah. He he claims like he. I mean, he claims Haitian Bahamian. Like that's the, they all do. Right. My whole but, family. I mean, I yeah. guess it is common because like when you are raised somewhere, you really you do claim that, and that. I get it. But it's just like, I'm yeah. Like, can we just drop that? Yes. Part? And that's what I. So I'm so glad you have that concept because that's what I've been struggling with. Right. It literally has been not really acknowledging the the full part of right, the nation and right. and really only getting that bahamas exposure yeah. it's just it's so there you it's go crazy. full circle yeah yeah but that, i mean it does make a lot of sense because yeah. i mean it's the same thing that would happen maybe for um kids who are being raised in chile right now right yeah. so you're born um to haitian parents they're mm-hmm. now living in chile you're gonna you're identify, identify with that like culture afro chilean maybe yeah yeah um and as a yeah. that's, that's and it's crazy i used to go to nassau because most of my family is still there i used right. to go every single year every year for years especially when i got money um <laughs> and never went to haiti until my current job which oh, is so telling yeah. so telling again most of that was because of the narrative and right. my mom just being concerned about safety and all these other things and it's like, dude, like I've missed out yeah. so much. And so to me, it's just another opportunity to continue to grow, thrive and grow in that element and understand it. Right. Yeah. So you hadn't been exposed really to Haitian music? No. Nothing at all? Literally yeah. this entire, anytime anyone spoke career, I had my own little personal translator. Right. Like, what do you say? What Especially the president, I was like, what, what was that? Yeah. Everybody clapping. I, yeah. Nothing. And music-wise, again, we just, um, for what I'm trying to drive at, at Google, we're trying to figure out how to shift, like help shift the narrative by plugging into some of the platforms that we have. Right. And we curated a list. It was very small, yeah. like internal. But most of the music I was listening to, like, oh, Okay. You're like, oh, I can yeah. And I'm a former dancer, so I like oh. to party. I'll see you tonight. Um, and so to me, it was, it's in my DNA. Yeah. And, and that's what my mom, when my mom asked me, like, it's so funny. Your your dad has no affiliation with the country he's from yeah. and his parents are from. And now yet you, you are, are yeah. so immersed and you're doing more I'm than he's done in decades. I mean, <laughs> Christine, saying. I'm not coming for you, Christine, but maybe... <laughs> Wait till I learn Creole. It's a wrap. Oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Partially. <laughs> so, 
So, yeah. okay. What schools did you go to at Miami? I went to, for elementary school, I went to Miami Park Elementary okay. School. All black school, basically. Okay. Then I had a bit of a culture shock when I went to middle school. Uh, was pretty much the only black kid in the school, in the gifted program. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, Struggle's yeah, real. That's yeah. another podcast as well. Yeah, oh my God, that's a good we podcast idea. Good podcast that is a really, yeah. that struggle was so real. Yeah. Like I used to fake being sick not to go to school. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, um, I went to Highland Oaks Elementary School. Okay. And stayed in that area. Went to Highland Dr. Oaks is by Aventura? Ives Dairy. Ives yeah, Dairy. Aventura, okay, yeah. That area. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Dr. Mark Cropsey High School. Oh. Yeah, that's where I graduated from. Yeah. But Crop, where's that? Ives Dairy as well. County Line Road. Oh. Yep. Yep. Not too far from Highland Oaks. It's literally right down okay. the street. Yeah. So how did you get to Google? So then what, what colleges did you go to? Well, let me say this, because I think this is super important. My wow. mom, I'm already out of school, so I can say this. She uh, figured out a way to, she's a hustler. I okay. mean, we have to be. We yes. grew up in Opalaka, and. You, that, yes. Gotta be. Right. Um, we were exposed to a lot of terrible things. Like, I saw somebody shot in yeah. the road and had chalk outlined in front of my street. So my mom was like, oh, no, you're not going to no local schools. Right. Uh-uh. You have, you and your sisters are smart, right. and we want to make sure you have opportunities. So she figured out a way to fake our address with, it was on my dad's side of the family, like an uncle, cousins, yeah. auntie, somebody. somebody. So we got that exposure because of a hustle situation. Right. And I went to that school, became the president of the school, top 10 in the university. Like, at the end of the day, it was like, there's no, no one's going to push back on, I, I don't even want to toot my own horn like this, right. but no one's no, going to push back it, on talk, talk the greatness stuff. and the passion yes. and, and the, the, the drive. Yeah. And I was able to prove myself. So there, there was no question on me belonging there right. because I was literally running things. Right. Um, so to me, it was, again, you know, my mom, put it, hey, what's up? <laughs> it was my mom uh-huh. with that foresight to say, oh, no, no, my children will be exposed to something more and better mm-hmm. because it, it just wasn't the right thing in my community. And then uh, I went to Duke University. Yeah. I went to Duke uh, right after school, graduated. Went straight to Wall Street. I did investment banking for a couple years, and then worked at a smaller, smaller company doing data analytics. Yeah. And now I'm at Google. Yeah, oh, so it's, it's been a, a really interesting journey. But I think a lot of it started with all of it, really, with my mom having that foresight and understanding that a lot of things are situational. We've been talking about inequities mm-hmm. a lot throughout the summit, and I feel like she saw that yeah. but didn't let it deter her. Right. It was kind of like a how do we circumvent, how do we go around right. and navigate the systems, the institutionalized right. discrimination and, and things that we have to go through. And honestly, if it wasn't for her, I, I don't even know if I'll be here right now talking to you today. Right. So every day go we were mom. besties. Hey, yeah. shout out to mama. <laughs> That's Cecilia. <amazing>. Yeah. <laughs> Love her. Love that, that girl. That is amazing. Thank so you. just to wrap all yes, this up. Yes, let's do it. What is your vision for Haiti? First question. Whoa. And I want to know your wow, vision that's a big for question. the Haitian just was relationship. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't feel qualified to talk about the okay. vision for Haiti. Yeah. And that makes to sense. me, I am in information gathering, mm-hmm. understanding. I'm in this quest to understand where I'm from. Right. Who am I to say, oh, Haiti needs to be like this. Right. In five. What? No, that's not authentic. And I'm 
always, I always try. I can't say always. <laughs> I try my best to be genuine right. and authentic, and I, I do not feel comfortable even talking about vision. What I will say is there's 2 million people of the Haitian diaspora, and we are all around the world, right? And that's, what, 14% of, yeah. of the Haitian population? So to me, being able to connect to people, mm-hmm. being able to share best practices, tell my story. So thank you for this yes. opportunity. <laughs> and, 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 and try to share the things that I've learned through this really tough journey. Yeah. That is what I can hopefully envision like for the future is, is sharing and really helping everyone who has their individual goals meet those goals. But I can't say to me, I, I mean, we, we had the two days mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about lofty goals. I'm more of a, we need to execute. Yes. What does that plan and strategy yes. look like? I just and there are so, oh yeah, gosh, gotta trust plan, me. Yeah. I am like the number one planner. <laughs> um, so to me, it's like, there's, there, it's big. This is bigger than me. And I feel like the attention, the passion that's coming to the summit um, and what people are hoping to take away from it, that will propel the economy and everything that we want to move for this amazing country. And I don't want oh, to wow. be an authentic and say, oh, yeah, in five, ten years, it's going to be a smart city. No, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with that. And your second question was? I mean, your vision for the Haitian diaspora's relationship. That I can speak to uh, because I am running something. Again, it's all very in information gathering and and testing phase. But uh, we are doing something called Shifting the Narrative, one Mm -hmm. of the pillars that I run as a part of Google Haiti again, trying to figure out what we want to do. And for me, a big part of that is making connections between folks here and folks abroad. Right whether that's through live streams, whether that's through Haitian diaspora-led workshops to share best practices. To me, we've been testing out a few different models to figure out what we can scale, but we want to, and this, this trip has been very informative in helping us figure out what will work. We want to hear from people here on what will work and what won't work. Yeah. And that's why this trip, again, the week that we spent here has been so instrumental in really identifying, oh, you have these products, but this is how it works here. And we have actual limitations that we need to, to navigate and not be in this la-la land of right. my company is going to solve everything because right. where I'm at. Like and it's, it's a, that whole savior mentality. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not in a place to feel like I'm coming in to say right. no. And that's why I appreciate about what we're involved in now because no, none of us, not right. one person, if you talk to any of the people here would say, oh, yeah, we have a, a goal to save Haiti. Right. Right. Sorry. I and know here's our plan without even, you know. What? Yeah. Absolutely not. So that's not the approach that we're trying right. to take. Yeah. Oh, so I'm amazing. excited to be here. And thank you for the opportunity to share oh, my no, story. Thank you for coming. Thank, thank you for you. finally coming. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's been real. It's been a lot of challenges. So um, thank definitely you. when we hit Silicon Valley, we'll continue <gasps> yes. with other podcasts. Yes. I mean, I'm going to give my address. You got yes. everything else. Yes. But please, please keep me in the loop. No, I love will. stuff like this. This we is will. like the way to really be authentic with each other. And as much as there are challenges, there are opportunities to really create this genuine dialogue. So I appreciate the work that you guys are doing. I appreciate Um, the work you're doing. And I appreciate your interest in wanting to reconnect with something that was pretty much outside of your control this, you know, for all these 20 plus years, you know? So I'm really happy to see somebody who was never connected now coming into it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> I know a, I know a couple like, words. You know that too. Stop, I, said, see, I know a couple. I'm learning. Thank you. This no is so problem. much fun. Thank Thanks you. So much. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>